This is Family Time 116, and we're talking about stress management. Last week, we were identifying stressors in our lives, looking at our emotional responses, and then considering how our emotional responses impact our behaviors. Now we're moving from self-awareness back into self-management, so we're going to look at, discuss ways how we can actually start to manage those emotional reactions and manage our stress. First, we have to talk about what stress is. Stress is really something that just elicits a response. We think of the word stress in negative terms. That word often has a negative connotation because we think of, oh, I'm stressed out. We think of that negative level of stress. But stress isn't inherently good or bad. Stress is just something that elicits from us a reaction. We need stress. We need a certain level of stress. And when we talk about stress management, a part of it can be eliminating some stress, especially those stressors that are unhealthy, those things that don't really bring anything positive to our life. It's good to cut those things out of our lives, to get rid of some of those things. But we do need stress. Stress is what allows us to learn and grow and adapt. We don't adapt without stress. But stress exists on a bell curve. We talk about this in class. I'll draw this up on the board again in class. If you can kind of see on the video, this visual there, that's a, a bell curve. This bell curve starts low and then it peaks and dips back down again. It looks like a hill. It's the shape of a, a bell. And if we're talking about stress, on the y-axis up and down, we can measure performance. Performance in anything, any endeavor in our lives. Academics, athletics, our relationships. Just how well we're doing by whatever criteria we're identifying. That performance. Then on the x-axis, we're plotting stress. Basically, the thing that's eliciting a response. So on the far left of the bell curve, you can sort of see that, on the far left of the bell curve, that would be a very low level of stress. Such a low level of stress that we don't actually elicit a strong performance. I think of it, it's an easy example, being in the weight room, lifting weights, training physically in any way. If we're in the weight room and we grab a really, really light weight, something that's not going to be a struggle for us at all, and we lift that really light weight, it's not enough stress for us to really elicit a response. We're not going to get stronger because it's not heavy enough for us. On the flip side, if we go 
way to the other side of the bell curve, to the far right of the bell curve, that's too much weight. That's too much stress. That would be like if we get under the bench press and our bench press max is 200 pounds. We put 300 pounds on the bar. Then we go to unrack it. That bar is probably just going to drop down to our chest as we try to lower it. It's too much. So there we don't elicit a response either. We don't, we don't create any growth because it's too much stress. We're overwhelmed at that point. There's nothing we can really do to manage it. So where we want to be is in this area of the bell curve. In this area where we can elicit a peak response. Where we're doing enough weight that we're challenged and we're getting stronger. But not so much weight that we're overwhelmed and we risk getting injured and we're certainly not growing. That's tricky in our lives. Sometimes we want to avoid stress altogether. There's a part of us that sort of inherently wants to avoid being uncomfortable. It's self-preservation. There's something built into us that, that doesn't want to be uncomfortable, that doesn't want to be in pain, that doesn't want to be challenged too much. But there's another part of us that seeks those things. From the time we're born, where we want to learn, we want to grow, there is something exceptionally satisfying about being challenged and overcoming a challenge and growing and learning. So we have to try to put ourselves in situations that are, that are sort of over here on the bell curve, that are maybe right past that peak performance. We, we at least have to be there sometimes where we're kind of coming down the other side of the curve. And what that does with time and with practice is it moves our bell curves to the right. The curves move over and we're now able to handle more stress. We can have a peak performance with a higher level of stress. We continually lift weights at a level that challenges us but isn't detrimental and then we get stronger. Now we can lift more weight. It's the same thing that happens in a sports competition. If we're playing against a, an opponent that doesn't challenge us, we're probably not going to have our best performance. If we're running a race and we're a lot faster than everyone else in the race, we're probably not going to set our personal record in that race. It's better if we have competition. We have someone to push us. We have a high enough level of stress to get the best performance out of us.
But if we jump in with an elite group of runners who are going to beat us by a long shot, we're probably not going to run our personal best either because we're not really going to be in the competition. As teachers, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to give you enough stress. We're trying to create enough challenges to push you. We don't want it to be overwhelming. We want to help you develop the skills and the strengths to be able to handle more stress, to be able to handle more work, to be able to do harder math problems and read more complicated texts and play more advanced music and whatever it is. And we have to be able to to push you in that way. So what I want you thinking about this week, think about whatever stressors you maybe identified last week. We'll write them down in my classes. Take a look at what you wrote down and how you respond to those things. Now start to think about healthy practices that would allow you to manage that stress. And we're going to talk in class about healthy and unhealthy ways to deal with stress. We all find ways to address the stress in our lives. And ideally, we address that stress in a healthy way. But if we don't find healthy coping mechanisms, if we don't find healthy practices, we will find unhealthy practices. That's everybody. If we we don't find, say, something like exercise or meditation or could be a list of many healthy practices, we will find unhealthy ways to deal with stress. Could be unhealthy relationships. Could be drugs and alcohol. Could be a number of different things. Unhealthy dietary habits. Unhealthy lifestyle. Those are both ways, all ways, to manage stress. But some of those things are going to help us manage stress In the long term, some of those things are only going to help us manage stress in the short term. Some of those things are going to bring us other positive results. And some of those things are going to bring us other negative consequences. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. And I want you to think of the stressors you identified from last week and pick some potentially healthy management strategies. And the goal isn't to eliminate all your stress. That's impossible. We're never going to reach that goal. We do want to maybe eliminate some, eliminate some of the negative stressors, but we want to find a way to 
embrace the positive stress and be better equipped to manage it and utilize it for our own personal growth. Until next time, much love.